0: Hello, and thank you for joining us here on The Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my esteemed colleague, my partner in crime. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric DeLala. Phil, good to see you. It's great to see you. Happy Thanksgiving, Eric. Thanks, Phil. You too. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you. Thankful for you. Thankful. Yeah. I think both can be used. Both. Yeah. yeah. They mean about the same thing. Yeah. Great. F- great. Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. It has a nice ring to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh this is a, of course the Thanksgiving Day edition of the Neutral Zone. Yes, it is. So I hope everybody listening is having a great uh turkey day. Hopefully uh you're enjoying some family, friends, some football, and some good food. That's right. You know, you have a nice meal, pop on the neutral zone, gather Just, around go and go straight then, to sleep. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm the tryptophan. Yeah, I should also mention joining us in studio, the one and only Devontae, Ben
1: Swanson. Devontae Adams did that. Well, he didn't
0: trip to fan. He pushed a fan. That's true. Yeah, but it wasn't a fan, really. It was a somebody working with That's a true. media pass. So, but for the purposes of the joke, it was nice. Trip it kind of had to be a yeah, trip to fan. Yeah. What about like when uh, one of those like streakers comes onto the field, and then the player just tackles him, like the Bobby Wagner? Yep. Or this, the that fan.
1: happened this weekend at the Broncos game.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: Wearing a, How, a Howie Long jersey, it wasn't oh. really. Uh, there's no streaking involved, but just some yeah. running.
0: Yeah, a crazy fan. And they tripped a the fan. There he goes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I uh, I did mention that Ben Swanson is joining us in the studio. He- Sorry to interrupt. No, that's okay.
2: Thanks for letting me come back.
0: On Thanksgiving, you know, usually not everybody's here, but, uh, you know, there's some fill-ins or some replacements who are making things run, you know, cause it's the holidays,
1: uh-huh. but we're all here. That's right. It's nice. We got our guy Reed upstairs. Reed He's is upstairs. I this whole a- thing happened for us.
0: Yeah. The whole family is here really. Really? Yeah. This is sort of our Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. We got
1: the turkey going back in... The other side of UCL training In center the control room. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. going to go pull it out. We're going to eat here. Of course.
0: Yeah. It kind of reminds me back. Like when uh, Madden used to have, uh, you know, the six legs on the Turkey, you are way too young for that. You know that John Madden used to do. He does video games broadcasting. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He used to bring out a Turkey after the game, six legs on the Turkey and the Cowboys would usually gather around. Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith. Mm-hmm. They'd all eat the turkey afterward while they're being interviewed. Turducken. Madden liked the turducken. Yeah. 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 But I don't think he gave that to to the team, the winning team. So nice little story there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I should mention that on this episode of the neutral zone, we are going to be, uh, we're going to get into some Thanksgiving uh, shenanigans a little bit later. Okay. A little bit later. Eric's not a fan of it, but I think that it's a fun, fun, discourse.
1: Yeah. If we simply did the things I wanted to do on this show, Phil, it'd be very different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why this is a partnership. Yeah, exactly. I bring it down. You'd bring it back
1: up. You're like, should we talk about this? And I'm like, I don't really think so. And then you're like, perfect. We'll talk about that in segment <laughs> two, which is the most important.
0: <laughs> but first, before the most important thing we're going to talk about is injuries,
1: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is what Eric wanted That's to talk I, about. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Correct. <laughs> we're we're going to rank the injuries that have taken place for the Broncos this season Our top, top three. Okay. Is that the worst? I guess it's the top three in terms of the impact that it's made. Yeah. But for the Broncos, it's the worst three. Wow. Kind of confusing. It's all about perspective. <laughs> yeah. So for the Broncos, the worst three injuries that yep. have taken place. Yep. And then at the end, Phil, we're going to talk about ham sandwiches for at least four minutes. Yeah. we. Some people were not happy about that, huh? Yeah. The ham sandwich. Weren't Why police. did you do that? It's an interactive show. Uh, ben Swanson, what did you think we should be talking about?
2: All Thanksgiving.
0: Oils. Mostly oils
2: today. Herb. Paintings? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the perfect post-meal, Watercolors. post-meal activity. That's A nice true. Nice watercolor. That's true. Some nice crayons.
0: Yeah, crayons. <laughs> yeah, That's at your house, the crayons. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's going to be nice. So um, that's what we're going to talk about on this episode. Perfect. Before we get into anything that w- of substance, we do have to say uh, all of the ways that uh, fans could get in touch with the show. We will we have, have a voicemail to. later on. Oh, we will. We'll have a voicemail. Who's it from? It's from Brandon in Iowa. Wow. Yeah. Brandon from Iowa. From, uh, yeah, who knows where he actually that's is. right. Yeah, but he is from Iowa. Yeah. I think he's in Iowa too. From and in We wish Brandon, of course, a happy Thanksgiving Of course, one of our best fans. We really wish all of NZ Nation a happy Thanksgiving. That's right.
1: Bill, if you want to be like Brandon from and maybe in Iowa, you can leave an email (laughs) at neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail at 707-NEUTRAL. Yep. We just made that up. Correct. Yep. Ben Swanson listens to it. He decides if you're good enough. Yeah. Sometimes, if you include a credit card number, he puts you right on expiration date. It,
0: it helps. You, it gets you to the front of the line. Yeah.
1: So, you can also tweet at us directly on Twitter at Eric Delala with an A, at Phil Milani with a PH. You, of course, have a fake checkmark that you purchased, <laughs> or at Broncos Podcasts and Broncos Podcasts. Right. Podcasts is the, yeah, that's yeah. the more um,
0: active one. Yeah. Broncos Podcasts. That's right. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of fake at Eric Dalala accounts yeah, out there. Yeah, you got to be careful. Don't trust those. No. Make sure you click the blue check mark to make sure it's the real. You want to make sure that they're not a, a cat guy. You want to make sure they're a cat's guy. Cat's guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Did I do that right? Yeah. Uh, of course, you can also uh, watch the show on the Broncos official YouTube page. Yeah. We're live on that channel every Monday. From exactly 5.30 to about 6.15. Yes. And we broadcast that show from Brecker Ridge Brewery's farm home.
1: And do we do it just once or just sometimes are there two streams or how?
0: Uh, That's a good point, Eric. Sometimes we have to do it twice. Yeah. But usually it's just once. Just once. So just check. It's a nice one. Make sure you choose a good one. Make sure you choose a good one and it'll be every Monday. That's right. Exactly 5.30. Always in the same location. Always in the same location there at Breckenridge Brewery's Farm Home. Off Brewery Lane. Off of uh, Santa Fe and Brewery Lane. Yes. Yeah. So come out and join us. You can join us in person. You get your photo taken with Eric and Ben. Yep. You, you got to pay to take the a photo with you. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So my uh, representation said no photos. We've got a step stool though. So someone can stand <laughs> next to you and <laughs> yeah, be that's in the true. photo. That's why you have to pay. So to pay for this. The the, step stool. The cost of the stool. Yeah, So. Uh, Eric, though, we do encourage comments to be left on uh, YouTube, the YouTube page, and we read all of them. Every single one. Mostly the ones about quarter zips and haircuts. Yep. That's that's our real passion. Oh,
1: the, uh, your hair.
0: Okay, this has got to wow. stop. Wow. Ben Swanson is losing in mind. here. I'm not sure if I. Uh, what's even happening? Is he really doing that while trying out for the role of podcast supervisor? Not, or good not like, What's good going look. on with my hair? Is it not good? No, it's, it's really nice. I think. Um, Thank you.
1: You know, we've previously talked, Phil, when your hair gets really long, it's kind of like a wave. Yeah. I think right now it kind of looks
0: like Plymouth Rock. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I did that for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I did that for Thanksgiving. Uh, I did condition today, so maybe there's a little extra shine. Wow. I go all out for the neutral zone. When's the last time you dyed it? (laughs) I don't do that. It's natural. I guess I I swear. (laughs) I try to add in a touch of gray, but it doesn't always come through on camera. That's true. Yeah, i like to look a little sophisticated. Older. Yeah, yeah, a little exactly. Clooney. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You know, I heard that George Clooney cuts his own hair, like with sort of like the vacuum thing. The vacuum. The thing? Flobee. Yeah, the Flobee. Not a sponsor, but could be if they wanted to be. You say that on air. <laughs> Uh, but I do think that uh, he I've never heard, never that. heard that. Yeah. I've heard that in some interviews. I've never even heard of a flow beast once not showing me. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, redacted. We'll get, we'll get a we'll uh, IT in here. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised I wasn't blocked.
1: Swanson's yes. internet history is going to be <laughs> of interest.
0: Yeah. The suggested ads are going to be out of control. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Our friend, uh, Lori Latimer Volkman. Yeah, of course. Uh, a friend, frequent, of yeah, friend of the show. Yeah. Says, I enjoyed the bickering about which player you two are watching moving forward. Well played. Of course, last week I said that I was interested in seeing what Dulcich was able to do, yep. and you just lost your mind a little bit.
2: She enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to get back into that. <laughs> and then uh, Jesse Caffarel of course, replied of the back show. to that and just said, adorable. Um, Skit? Um, But then Jesse also left another comment that I thought was a little bit interesting. Last week, we uh, talked about what would be a successful final eight games for the Broncos. Yep. None of us mentioned a loss to the Raiders. No, we We did not mention that, but it happened. It's true. We didn't mention it. Uh, Jesse says, uh, Phil, F-I-L. Yep. Appreciate that, Jesse. Thank you very much. Um, Which scenario would you prefer? Win out the rest of the season, except two losses to the chiefs. Okay, so this is pre-Raiders. Okay, So six and two, but both losses were against the Chiefs. So it would have been 97. S- still miss the playoffs though. Oh, Still miss the playoffs. Or beat the Chiefs twice and lose the rest. Still no playoffs. Which no playoffs in either way. Which would have been five and 12. Five and 12, but two wins against the Chiefs. I would have taken the two wins against the Chiefs. Because I'm made that way. I'm like, you're you're built different. I'm diff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I do think that two wins against the Chiefs would be just nothing else would matter to me. Well, it would be beautiful. You're like the definition of a walking moral victory. (laughs) No, those would actually be two big victories. But you'd rather. Either way, you're not making the playoffs. So what does it matter? Nine and seven is,
1: or nine and eight is better than five and twelve by a significant margin. You want to give Seattle a top five pick or
0: no? No, I don't want to do that. Okay, well, but five and twelve two Chiefs would two Chiefs victories. That'd be nice. <laughs> At least we'd have that. We'd be like, we shot the Chiefs. God. You'd have that. That's true. You'd have it. Which one would you pick? The wins. The nine. The wins. I'll do the wins. Two. Eric, I was thinking. Uh, uh, do you think that? it would be still possible for this Broncos team to end up with a better record than the Seahawks? This year? Yeah, this year. Do you think that's possible or no? I mean, mathematically it's possible. Mathematically. In my brain, it seems unlikely. That could be one last thing to sort of play for is like, let's see if we can still finish better than the Seahawks.
1: I mean, I believe the Seahawks are six and four, six and five. Yeah, six and four. Nice job. They've got a tough schedule coming up, but I I still...
0: That's one little glimmer out there that you're like, I think at this point it's a Broncos (laughs) ended up
1: with seven or eight wins. That's probably, it would be amazing. (laughs) That would be amazing. And I, I mean, that would require the Seahawks to go like one in six. The rest of the way seems unlikely. Seems unlikely.
2: Yeah. They have the Rams twice, the Panthers, the Raiders, Raiders, tough team. Raiders, really good. Jets. Tough team. Ooh. Well, we don't know who's playing quarterback
0: there anymore. That's true. Well, Zach Wilson got benched. Yeah. They also but at that point, I mean. And Chiefs. 49ers, good. good. Not as good as the Broncos, but good. <laughs> That's true. The fact. fact check. Broncos beat the 49ers yeah. this year. That's true. Hang your hat on it. It's nice. Yeah. Anyway, those are all the ways to get involved in the show. Leave a comment. That was and it? Those was are all did. the comments? Those are the ones that I wanted. Oh, okay. Yeah rest of them. Tough tough week, huh? Yeah, it was tough. A lot of Seahawks fans in there. That's why I kind of wanted to bring up the Seahawks. They like to just hang around. Yeah. So they're, of course, talking a lot in Seattle about the possibility of getting a top five pick. That's been a topic of discourse there. That's twice I've said discourse in this podcast. Topic of discourse. Both times used correctly. Very (laughs) nice. Thank you very much. Good night. (laughs) Anyway, uh, those are the ways to get involved in the show. Please be uh, an active participant. This is an interactive show, so uh, we enjoyed that, and we'll have a, a voicemail from Brandon in or for or in or from Iowa. Yes, later on in the show. So let's get into our first topic here, Eric, and this is what you wanted to talk about on this Thanksgiving, Most and important. that is injuries. <laughs> I love injuries. Let's uh, each name our top three injuries. Uh, for the Broncos that have uh, impacted the way this season has gone. Swanson, do you want to read maybe all the guys who are on IR? Okay. And sure. we'll come back in half an hour. Maybe just
1: some <laughs> of the bigger names so people know in case what they're we're choosing from here.
0: In case they're and not when aware. we say top injuries, we mean the injuries the worst injuries, the bad the bad ones. You're doing a great job at this. It's because it's kind of weird to say what are the top injuries? The most impactful
1: sound, idea sounds a little weird. That was your choice to use that.
0: And these, we of course, uh, know these guys Yeah, they are human beings to us. We, we know the impact of an injury, you know, that it has on their uh, mental health. Yep. You know, uh, we're not, I just don't want, I just don't want to come off as uh petty or something like that. Just name it like ranking injuries. But, um, these are the most impactful injuries. Yeah. I know the Broncos yeah. season. I think it's almost like a compliment, right?
1: That if you're like yeah, being without, that's true.
0: Being without you is a significant loss that's for, the, for this team. Yes. Nothing wrong. What does it say about the other injuries? They don't matter. <laughs> <Gosh, you're,
1: laughs>
2: they turn your yeah, mic let's off. Get it. Let's get it. Let's get going. Let's dive in. Uh, Tim Patrick, Javante Williams, Randy Gregory, Ronald Darby, uh, Garrett Bowles. Let's forget about the Darby. Yeah. Uh, Billy Turner, Caden Stearns, Mike Boone. I think those are the bigger ones. Lloyd Cushenberry, um, Benoist Griffiths is on there now.
1: Been without KJ Hamler for an extended period of time.
2: Justin
0: Simmons was on IR. Year was this on year. IR.
1: Greg Dulcich missed uh, the first four or five games.
0: Yeah, he was on IR. A lot of guys. Yeah, there's been a lot of players. A lot of guys. Phil, I would suspect we'll have similar top yeah. threes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but how do you want to do it? You want to go back and forth, or you want to do? I'll just, just start with the, my three. top guy. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. You're a
1: top guy. Yeah,
0: I think Tim Patrick is, I agree.
1: is the number one guy that the Broncos have missed. Um, this offense obviously has struggled immensely. It's struggled with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy on the field. It's struggled without Jerry Judy on the field. It's struggled with Russell Wilson on the field. It's struggled without Russell Wilson on the field. I think they have particularly struggled on third down and in the red zone, and that's an area where Tim Patrick has been very good. He's a guy that you can trust. You can throw it up to. He's going to come down with it. He's going to make a play. And I think they've missed that kind of possession receiver, that guy that can, you know, be a dependable third-down threat. And I also think, Phil, there have been times where this offense has just needed a spark. And um, Tim Patrick, I think in a lot of ways, was the emotional leader of this offense. Obviously, Russell Wilson, is he's a captain, he's a leader, but no one's quite like as fiery as, as Tim Patrick. We saw him punch a Raider in the face a couple of like years that. ago. I like, I like that. Too. I'm a
0: big fan of that.
1: I like that. He gets the guys going. Um, and without Tim, I think they just, there's been a, a missing element to their offense. I don't think they've been able to replace.
0: And the intro, uh, Cause I agree. Tim, I think is the biggest uh, loss this year. I don't think that when it happened though, we were like, Oh God. You know, like we thought, okay, this was a bad injury and it was going to impact the team. But I think as the season's gone on, we found out just how valuable Tim Patrick is. Um, And I think that uh, one of the ways that it impacts the Broncos is, especially now with also Judy and Hamler out, like it's literally just Corlin Sutton out there and then a lot of unproven guys. And Sutton ends up playing a lot of snaps and the way that Sutton plays, you know, like it's exerting a lot of energy, you know, especially when he has to jump up and try and make a catch or when he does make a catch, like uh, the yards after uh, the catch, he, he's just like exuding a lot of energy. And so I feel like that impacts him too, where like uh, later in the game, we didn't really see a lot of Sutton down the stretch there. Um and that's one way where there's just, it's just him and like a lot of unproven guys. And so if there was like a Tim out there, it would just make such a big difference. I also agree with you with the emotional uh, leader part of it, where Russ doesn't strike me as like quite as fiery as Tim, you know? And so like, sometimes you just need that fire a little bit and he, that's natural to him. That's part of his personality. It's not like something that he puts on. We heard like a couple of weeks ago after the, I think it was the Titans game that Sutton gathered the team around and gave this uh, big speech. But I think it comes more natural to Tim Patrick. And he was coming on big time the last, certainly last year, but we were expecting a huge season out of him. And uh just to have that missing uh and the way the offense has played, I think looking back on it, it was the biggest loss.
1: Yeah and you know people were talking about Tim Patrick last year as the most underrated receiver in the league. And I think there are a lot of teams that if Tim had made it to free agency would have been very oh, yeah. interested. That was a great deal for the Broncos to be able to get that done. I, I still believe that even though he's going to miss this entire season. Um, but yeah, I think you look at there's some games where I think if you have Tim Patrick in Seattle, you win that football game, yeah. It just his personality there, personality, but also it gives you an option in the red zone that you can throw it up to him. He, you know, I think the Broncos were 0 of four in that game in the red zone, if I remember correctly. They have the worst red zone, yeah, percentage. And then and Tim has been good in the red zone. Like that's where he's made his impact. Um, I do think, you know, going back to training camp when that injury happened, we did we thought it would be okay, but we also you know as you read the stats off. He had been the most consistent receiver. And I think after that injury, a lot of people were like, oh, maybe we didn't, you know, maybe we underestimated just how valuable Tim is to this offense. Um, and I think the other thing with that, too, is the earlier these injuries happen, obviously the worse off you are later because it's the whole season. Like, it, well, and at some point other guys are going to get banged up. And so if, you know, you're able to keep more guys healthy later in the year, maybe you don't have this situation where it's just Cortland. And so that, that was part of it too, is just when it happened, it was a little bit deflating or more than a little bit at that time.
0: Um, I mean, that whole day, it was just like yeah, the air out of the balloon. And so
1: I, you know, are the Broncos eight, eight and two with Tim Patrick? I don't think so, but I do think um, there's a win here or there. You probably could have picked up. And I think this offense would look a little bit different with Tim in there.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Should I name my next guy? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I went back and forth between two guys at this spot, but I think that I'll say Randy Gregory. Okay. Uh, Just because uh, he he was playing at such a high level when he got hurt. Uh, he had the forced fumbles. He was just making game changing plays. Then he gets hurt. You lose that immediate production. And then of course, uh, the Broncos have moved on from Bradley Chubb. And now it's like Nick Benito and Randy Gregory and Jonathan, uh, not, uh Nick Benito and, uh, Baron Browning and, uh, um, Jonathan Cooper, Con- Jonathan Kongbo. um, if you just had a proven guy out there, maybe there'd be a little bit more fear uh, from opposing offenses. And, Uh, like uh, uh, Randy Gregory and Baron Browning, you feel pretty good going into a game, but just missing his presence, uh, a proven guy. I think that's impacted this defense. Obviously it's still had a lot of success, but last week, for example, I feel like uh, having a guy like Gregory, maybe he makes a big play there. Maybe uh, the Raiders aren't able to drive down the field and, kick the game tying field goal and then in overtime win it. So uh, I just think having a guy like him, he was one of the bigger free agent signings this off season. And then just to have him battle these injuries, we sort of knew that this was a thing with Gregory coming in, but uh, just to have him be on IR and miss these last games here where really the Broncos season was on the line during this period of time and for him to just not be out there, I think has ultimately impacted the season significantly.
1: Yeah. I mean, you need a guy in the final moments of a game that can end the game. We saw Bradley Chubb do it against San Francisco. He sacked Jimmy G um, and and made a big play. But then you think of games like the Colts where I know Bradley had a, a strip sack and the Broncos weren't able to recover, but you need someone to make a play there. You think about this last game against the Raiders, you know, an end of game drive, you need somebody to make a play there. And so I, I do think they've missed that elite pass rusher. Um, he's he's missed maybe a couple more weeks than we expected, but not too much more time based on when they put him on IR. And, and you're right. Randy was playing at a really high level. Um, I really like Randy from our interactions with him. He seems like a great guy to have on this defense. And so you've definitely missed his presence. I would just say, it's a little bit self-inflicted here because the Broncos chose to trade away Bradley Chubb. And so maybe you don't feel that impact as much if, uh, if Bradley Chubb was still on this team, but they also do different things. And so they're not quite the same player. Um, And you're right. Being without Randy has, been an issue for this team.
0: And it's been in these crucial games, like these games where there were must win games for the Broncos to still have a chance of the playoffs. And he's, uh, unavailable so
1: yeah. well I think you would hope if you were the Broncos when you put them on IR hey hopefully we can beat the Colts at home and beat the Jets at home and beat the Jaguars yeah. you know and, and beat the Raiders hopefully we can win these football games that coming into the year certainly Phil and even you know the Broncos were favored in a lot of these games hopefully you're able to win the games you're favored in and then get Randy back for Baltimore Kansas City the Rams I mean that's when you were looking at the schedule at the time he got hurt that was probably the thinking and. I'm, Unfortunately, the Broncos were not able to, quote, win the easy ones that would have said not them.
0: So. <laughs> No, they did not. Uh, we were even talking in the press room. Uh, I think it was on Monday. We were like, gosh, that final stretch there when the Raiders tied the game and then won it, that just felt like a moment where like, a guy like Von Miller would make a play. You know, like just somebody like that, the Broncos are missing, you know. Uh, it's kind of silly to me. It did feel like those are times like when Vaughn makes yeah no I, plays. I
1: don't uh, disagree with that, but it's it's kind of silly to me to be like, man, it'd be good if the Broncos had a Hall of Famer.
0: Well, yes, like, of that's course. Kind of,
1: that's kind of a, that's, it's like a, yeah, uh uh-huh. Well, they got rid of a Hall of Famer. Right? It'd be like, man, the Broncos so would be, be in like, really yeah, be good nice. shape if they had prime Peyton Manning.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. It just was a specific scenario where Vaughn has ten tended to come up big. Yes. So that, it just felt like that exact situation the Broncos were in. That it was it'd when be you great missed if a guy Aaron, like that.
1: It'd be great if Aaron Donald was on this defense.
0: That was, but like, if you're like, oh yeah, Peyton Manning was still here. That's sort of just a general idea. This is a very specific situation where you're like, God, it, that is right when Vaughn would have made a play or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, the other thing, I, sometimes you get grumpy and then you just sort of cannot see the other side of the coin. You're just like so stuck to
2: the, you're like, this is stupid. Well, Do I sound like the else. grumpy one? Fact check. Fact I, check. Under, I understand where Eric's coming from. It is kind
0: of Well, yeah, of course it would be nice to have a guy like Von Miller, but uh, it just felt like that situation where a guy like Vaughn would come up. You could be like on that play against a
1: this. Is a, this is a time when Champ Ailey would have made a play. It's true. That is true. Fact check. True. <laughs> <laughs> like you can just start being like, if we had really good players, we'd be better.
2: I don't no, but they just Terrell Davis and yeah run play
1: yeah the point here is that the media contingent that can't covers this anything. team thinks that if the Broncos it's had good anything. players they would be better
2: it's weird
1: it's I mean it's I can't deny it I agree it with the point they would the Broncos would have been better with von Miller in that situation can't say so
0: anything all right I agree with no. you uh <laughs> I agree uh, one thing you talked about was that Randy is an elite guy right uh-huh I I do think there is a um sort of a a thing with this Broncos team where they've got some young guys who like play well at times, but they are just across the board sort of missing elite players at their positions. You know, where you're like, this guy is a top three player at their position. I think the Broncos probably just have two of those guys. They don't, they're sometimes they're missing which that guy, I would say a Pat is yeah. a top three guy. And then I think, Justin maybe could be considered a top three safety, I would say. yeah, Maybe overall, I don't know about this. I would say. Season. Maybe not his production this season, but Pat, yes. Pat is definitely. Yes. But I think across the board, sure. they're just missing that sort of, we talked about that with the wide receiver position, like maybe that's an area where they're going to address to get an elite guy. But I do, I do think that that's sort of like a thing with this entire team where heading into the season, you're like, this roster is like pretty good. Right. But you're counting on some of these guys who are like pretty good to take a step up and become elite. They don't just already have elite guys on this team.
1: Right. A lot of it was based on what is the potential of Cortland yeah. Sutton and Jerry Judy with an, you know, an elite quarterback. What is the potential of this defense if they play with a lead, that sort of thing. You're right. I mean, it, you look around the league at teams that win Super Bowls. They got they, elite
0: guys all over the place.
1: They tend to have, uh, there's some stat, I don't know what it is, but you tend to have like three to five Hall of Famers, I would guess, on your roster. I think if you look at this Broncos roster as currently constructed, you don't have that. Yeah. You probably have... I mean, Russell Wilson is going to make the Hall of Fame. Is he? Yes, I would. Yes. Okay. He's obviously not playing at that standard right now, but I still think that what he's done in
0: his career, that he'll end up making the Hall of Fame. I would say that he, uh, before this year, he was on a Hall of Fame path. I think that's a safe way to say. Okay. You
1: can be safe. I'll say he's going to make the Hall of Fame.
0: Okay. I uh, mean, I hope that he does. Yeah. It sounds
1: like it. Um, and then the other guy who has like Hall of Fame talent, I think, is Pat. Yeah. And so obviously he's got a long, long way to go. But you're right; there isn't that. You don't see that Hall of Fame type talent elsewhere, and so they've got to find some guys that are. And that's the other thing that's difficult when you tra- we're, we're veering a little bit, but when you trade draft picks away, that you can find really good, solid starters and a Bonito and a Dulcich, but. You, you probably won't find harder to find. Yeah. It's more difficult to find like a, a Pat, a blue chip guy, like a Pat Sertan. So,
0: yeah. And in free agency, those guys don't tend to change teams. Right. So I, I will it's say harder to just pick up a, a guy like that. Yeah,
1: of course with Randy and Tim, I think the other thing that, they, that this Broncos team misses is that they both have an edge to them. Yeah. And I, I think we heard Derek Wolf when he was here, he retired. He said, one of the things this team needs to find is like those guys, like a, a yeah, a a TJ Ward, a Chris Harris, like these guys that, um, I don't know. They're just like on, they lived on the edge, you know, fiery. Yeah. Fiery. And, um, I think Randy on the field is like that. Tim Patrick at all times is like that. And so they miss, I, I think you miss that because I don't know right now if there's a guy, there's probably, I mean, you could probably think of one, but there's not a lot of guys right now that you're like, and I'm a
0: little bit. That guy could just go nuts. That, um, this is sort of veering off of our uh, topic because we each need to name a, a third uh, other injured guy. But do you think that, say, when a guy like Melvin, who the Broncos waived this this week, when he left, the vibe from a lot of these guys uh, were really was, they were like, "We're sad to see him go." go. Really like sad. they were like, "This guy's our friend. This guy's our teammate. We're sad to see him leave." but i feel like some of those players you just mentioned they'd be like get out of here you're costing us games you know like some of them have that fiery side to them where they're like instead of just being like it's okay like you're going to be fine like it's you um like keep your head up they'd be like no you shouldn't play again you're you're hurting the team this team does not have that kind of a personality yeah, I mean, I don't want
1: to speculate on whether Randy Gregory
0: and Tim Patrick are happy uh, that. No, Melvin I'm saying. Those, going. Sorry, not those. Not Tim Patrick or a Randy Gregory, but like a Derek Wolf or a Keith or Chris Harris Jr. Well, I think it's safe to say they would have. They would have acted like that. There's like that kind we, of a yeah. I mean, you we, gotta hold your teammates to a standard kind of thing like that. You know. We also don't know what happened in the
1: locker room following those games. I mean, there have been times where guys have given impassioned speeches. Um, or, uh, you know, there's been skirmishes in the locker room over the past, not this year, but in the past that like fans don't ever hear about the media, doesn't ever yeah. hear about where a guy will get into it with a teammate and say, Hey, you got You cost us that, or like you got to yeah. stop doing those things happen. And so we don't know necessarily if that maybe going back to the the Raiders game, or I think he fumbled in the Colts game, right?
0: Maybe not. I think the Colts game, uh, he was down, but then the ball ball came came out. out.
1: But I would think in some of these situations that there's been maybe some of those potential exchanges. I would say just because Cortland Sutton doesn't get up to the box and say, man, we're glad this guy's gone. doesn't (laughs) mean that internally some of these guys are like, okay, I'm glad someone's being held accountable here. uh, You're right. Akeem Talib would probably get up there and just say it. Yeah. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that's the right way to do it either. As long as you have those guys in the locker room, I don't think you oh, got need, it. need it to be expressed in the media.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I I do think that it. uh it's important to be a good teammate. Obviously, I'm not saying like but Chris you just Harris didn't bash know the everybody. long snapper's name. Yeah, that is true. Um, so I, I'm not saying that you. I think that there's one way you got to act in front of the media and, and another way, but uh, I do think that showing some fieryness. Sometimes in the media is a good thing. Yeah. I do think that, but obviously I don't think it's good to always just bash your teammates or that kind of stuff. But I,
1: like I would say last year, there were probably some guys that were not disappointed that Vaughn was traded based on all the rumors we heard about Halloween and that sort of thing. Nobody got up there and, and bashed Vaughn. Everybody was like, Oh, yeah. well, Vaughn. He was a great teammate. Blah, but you blah, think blah. behind closed doors, maybe there was some of that. Yeah. At least not from everybody, but at least a couple of guys.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we don't exactly know what goes on. It doesn't make make you look good personally to bash a guy on his way out. Correct. I agree. But maybe prior to this prior bashing, at least to the prior bashing, maybe not always terrible. Okay. uh, Eric, uh, who's your third guy that uh, was the most impactful injury?
1: Um, I'm trying to think of one here that's outside of the obvious, but a little bit difficult. So I'll go, I'll go with, um,
0: with Javante Williams. That's, that's who I, I think is the
2: that's the, right the same. Listen,
0: I was going back and forth between Javante or Randy is in terms of a number two, but I do think that those think three guys three are
2: the, the,
1: the clear cut ones. Listen, the running game was not very good with Javante in there either. And part of that was, the offensive line, I think, struggled when Quinn Miners got hurt against Seattle and missed a little bit of time. Um, but any hopes, I think, of the the running game really getting back on track, really getting going, being a something an opposing defense had to game plan against, some of that went out the window when Javante got hurt. And, you know, we talk about being fiery and all that stuff. Javante was not one to, to say much or, um, you know, be fiery himself, but the plays he made, I think would fire guys up. Like when you're carrying Marlon Humphrey on your back for 20 yards, or you break a tackle and you uh, pick up an extra 10 yards, or you run through a guy in Kansas city that fires up the rest of the team. And I I think some of those momentum kind of changing runs, the Broncos have missed that this season.
0: And I think that we just hadn't seen enough from Javante to really sum up his year yet. You know, like I, I do think that he was ready for a second year breakout and certainly the Broncos were counting on that heading into the season for him to be one of the top running backs in this league. You know, uh, that was sort of the vibe around the facility was, hey, Javante is going to be a guy. And so when he goes down the way that he did, there just hasn't been much of a running game. And, and now. Like uh, heading into the season, you thought you had this like two horse, you know, with uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, you thought that that was going to be a a big strength of this team. And uh, we talked about it a lot where we were like, the running game is going to set up the play action and they're going to hit these deep shots. Now it's just not there, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, hey, hopefully Latavius Murray and Marlon Mack are going to bail us out this week. You know, that's sort of the the feeling instead of that being a really a strong part of this offense. And I also think that when you just look at injuries overall, it's easier to just pick a couple of guys from the offensive side because that's been the side of the ball that's hurt the Broncos the most. So uh, I do think there's been some defensive injuries over the course of the season that uh, have hurt, but they've been able to figure out ways to uh, continue to play at a high level without some of those guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, the K1 Williams one hurt and I think will continue to hurt. I think there's a decent chance the Broncos win that football game against the Raiders. If K1 Williams is healthy, just uh, they missed having that third kind of top tier corner. Yeah. Um,
0: I also think they that
1: they yeah, did. Well, so uh, well, can you look up Javante's stats as, as Phil yeah. he goes
0: here? I was also going to say, I think that that Caden Stearns injury is a, uh, is a big one too. Maybe not just in terms of like what he was going to like really bring to this team, but he had a couple of intercepts. He had two interceptions in the um, the Colts game, was it? Yep. And um, I also think that he was like a guy who was like on the rise And so he's losing out on a little bit of developmental time here. And I also think that he would be playing a lot of snaps for Kareem Jackson at this point, I I believe. So I I do think that while you're not like, oh, he was a starter per se that went down to injury, I do think that Caden Stearns is a player on the rise who at this point in the season I think would be taking snaps
2: from Kareem. That's how I, I sort of feel about it. Interesting. So, okay, uh, Javante Williams stats. Uh, He had 47 rushes for 204 yards, no touchdowns, uh, an average of 4.3 yards per carry, uh, which is kind of interesting because last year he had 4.4 yards per carry. So comparable there. Uh, That is very interesting. 16 receptions for 76 yards. What was his high uh, for a game this year? Uh, 75 yards against Houston.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, we just didn't see. I mean, those just we only really saw three games, three and a half. So, I don't know if that's enough to just make a complete judgment on a guy for what he would have been this season. But I do think that he he didn't have the start to the season that he was hoping for. Like, it wasn't like he hit the scene and was like a dominant running back, but right. I think the idea was that he was going to continue to b- build into that.
2: Yeah. And that first game was interesting. Like, he had 43 yards rushing, but he led the team into receptions, I think, against Seattle with 11 catches. He did have the fumble at the goal line. Right. But I'm just saying, like, when you looked at, like, how he might have been used. To, like Yeah, the passing game. Yeah.
1: I mean, obviously, this team is much better with Javante Williams than without. I just... It, I think a lot of people talked about especially nationally, like him blowing people away in year two. And it just, we hadn't seen, we it. hadn't seen it yet. Yeah.
0: We hadn't seen so it.
1: That's kind of why he, for me, at least he's not a little higher up that list, but obviously a big loss.
0: Yeah. So those are our three guys. If you have a guy that we forgot or you thought maybe deserves a, to be in that top three, list, no. Leave a comment, write an email, something like that.
2: Yeah. I mean, he poses in there, like given the yeah. protection issues. I do think that,
0: uh, um, the chemistry that Bulls had playing alongside Dalton Reisner uh I do think that you missed some of that but but it does also seem like uh Bulls was not having like that huge you know that um he did not look like 2020 bulls no but um yeah I mean those injuries along the offensive line obviously have been a huge problem I don't know if was that on the podcast Eric where in the preseason I was like, I'm not sure about this offensive line. And you're like, don't worry about it. I don't know. I don't even know if that happened. <laughs> you think that that happened? I don't know. Yeah, you were like, don't worry about anything. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that happened. Okay. Should we move on to topic number two? Sure. Okay. We're talking about Thanksgiving, Eric. Okay. Who are a couple of guys on the team that you'd love to uh, sit at the table with this year? Oh, wow. Who Who would you just like, who would you invite to the Dalala estate, you give them, <laughs> you call down to your uh, gatekeeper and you'll be like, here are three names that are coming by, let them in. Um, hmm. And then, uh, you know, you tell your butler like, hey, when they get here, you know, please bring them to yeah. the dining room. Yeah. Do
1: you want to start since I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for this since you weren't? No, well, you didn't tell oh, me lot well. of time. So.
0: Well, I'm just, well, just, uh, who do you think are like some fun guys in the locker room that you'd like to have come over? I would say Cortland Sutton. I would like to have come okay. over. I do, I really, uh, I've had some fun conversations with Cortland over the years and I, I think that, uh, he would provide some interesting conversation at the dinner table. But so who's like a guy, um, who do you think would be fun? Like Kareem Jackson would be entertaining. Yeah. Jack TV. We only got one this year so far. That's true. Yeah. Why not more? Good. That's a good question. Hey, Jack.
1: Um, I, of course, uh, I really like Josie Jewell. Josie Jewell would be great. Yeah. Of
0: course, he grew up on a turkey farm. Yeah, so he could just bring yeah, He could bring a fresh turkey. Yeah. Be nice. Still gobbling. Yeah. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Some of our uh, vegetarian listeners probably wouldn't when they, when they like to listen. They don't want to hear this. Why? What?
1: So he was going to bring no a. Gobbledy. You think you think if he brings much a turkey? Much better
0: if you don't know what happened. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
1: no, much better. Yeah, you think people who are vegetarian much are like, better. how did this
0: happen? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about a guy like DJ Jones? He's probably mm, he can probably cook some. Him, yeah, maybe some. Maybe he smoked a turkey, you know, or something like that. That could be nice. Possible. Of course, you you've dabbled in some smoking. You well, have meats. so the, sur- <laughs> the
1: surgeon general of meats, yeah, and like a nice of pork meats. shoulder meats, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You like to do? We of course would both invite Sir Lloyd Cushionberry the third, of course. Just
0: a it could be dangerous though. Uh, inviting some of the bigger guys, you might not get as much food. That's as Shame
2: and I have here. leftovers.
0: Well, they eat a lot. That, that's not shaming anybody. They eat a lot. You know, you might have to cook a couple of turkeys. Couple turkeys. Yeah. A couple of turkeys.
1: Don't talk about how they. How they uh, end up
0: there. No, they just end up and they taste yeah. nice. A stork drops them off. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Randy Gregory, I think would be funny. Oh, he would be funny. Yeah. That would, that's a good that's little guy. table there. Yeah. How many people? Nice yeah, table. Just three. How many you get? Yeah. Yeah. So you got Josie K Jack and Randy. Is that, I who think you so. Yeah.
1: All defensive guys. Yeah. yeah. They've earned it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and who would I, I have Sutton, uh, DJ Jones. Yep. Who else would be funny with, like, with those guys? You know, you got to think about the dynamic. Yeah.
1: Um, we know which table Brandon Walker's choosing.
0: Mine. Oh, guys, what, do you think I just got, for Josie? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Do you think Tim? Tim would be fun. Tim, yeah. Tim would be, Tim Patrick would be fun. That's what I would say. Did I forget anybody? Well, we both mentioned Lloyd. Lloyd of course. He could just
1: maybe he stop be by above. each. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. you forgot Dalton. You guys are close. Yeah, that's true. Wiggins. Dalton would be nice. Yeah. Wiggins yeah. Colorado. Wiggins just down the road. Yep. A uh, little offensive line representation.
0: The other Thanksgiving uh, chatter I thought we could mention was um this is sort of we just chatted about this in the office. We a chatted bit. about it. <laughs> yeah. I uh, uh, Thanksgiving, traditional Thanksgiving foods. Yeah. Uh, the food, how does it most resemble the player personality? Yeah, I ate this. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. You got one, or Swanson? No. <laughs> wow. Okay, fine. I thought it was funny. Well, who do, funny. What do you think? Oh, I said that DJ Jones was sort of like stuffing because he's stuffing the running backs. Mm, nice. That's just, So I thought that that was, uh, yeah.
2: So
0: it's just that was based. nice. Yeah. It's sort of like a funny... Uh, discourse <laughs> <laughs> 3 for 3 nice work you got to who who on this team is cranberry sauce you know i think it's fun who would be cranberry sauce <laughs> um yeah, a little uh, <laughs> i don't know a little tart yeah you know but it tastes good with the turkey you know got a little edge yeah what do you think I, um Maybe Draymond Jones. Yeah. He's yeah. got some edge. Some He's kind of but when he when he plays alongside, when he plays with the whole defensive line, uh-huh. good things happen. You good know? things happen. When he plays alongside DJ, it works. Yeah. Cranberry sauce on its own, maybe doesn't always work. Yep. But when it when you pair it together with the whole meal, it's nice. Yeah.
1: Okay. Who would sweet potatoes be?
0: Sweet potato yams.
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm. What how would you describe the sweet potato? Sweet. Yeah, like sort of everybody <laughs> loves a sweet potato. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, who's like just like a really likable... Everybody... K-Jack maybe. Okay. The sweet potato. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mashed potatoes. Maybe that's Josie Joel. Matt, he's just mashed. You know, he just hits. Yeah. So that's a couple big hits. He's the mashed potatoes. A strong staple, you know? Like you gotta have... <laughs> <laughs> Josie Jewel is a mashed potatoes. He's the mashed potatoes of the meal. Yeah, that's true. Who is the turkey? Oh, who's the turkey? Because if the turkey doesn't work, the whole meal—it's mm. no good. You're trying to like, you're trying to guide us. If, to, if, if you're, what you're like, trying to do. if you're like the I know mashed what potatoes, you're to do here. <laughs> really good. Mashed potatoes, really good. Cranberry sauce, good. Stuffing, good. But if that turkey doesn't taste right, yeah, it don't it don't work. Go ahead.
1: Who's the turkey? turkey? Brandon McManus. You want the turkey leg?
0: Oh, the leg. There you Uh, go. Nice save. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, nice save. I was already thinking about the headline for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Turkey leg. That's big.
1: Yeah, that's important.
0: Yeah. Are you more of a uh, uh, white meat or a dark meat? I like dark meat. I like the leg. More flavor. Yeah. I
2: think I I agree. Swanson? Yeah, I like the dark
0: meat. Yeah. Okay, any other... Who's pumpkin pie? <laughs> I hope not. That's a pumpkin pie? <laughs> uh, you got any dessert? You, uh, dessert? you need dessert. Who is the pumpkin pie? Pumpkin pie is interesting because not everybody likes it. Yeah. But the people who do, they really like pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie. I don't think you like pumpkin pie. I don't. Uh, I... And then also like pumpkin is a vegetable, you know, but it's in a pie now. So it's like, kind of like, you're not, you're not quite sure what to make of a pumpkin pie. I'm not sure what to make of any of this. (laughs) On one end, on one side, it's a vegetable, but it's also a dessert. So that, that should kind of guide you with a player. Like who do you think has got sometimes is one way, other times a different, completely different. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who would you say? That's deep. But it's, yeah, it is deep. Uh, I don't know. Watson, who's <laughs> a pumpkin pie? Who's pumpkin pie? Come great. on, who's pumpkin
1: the pie? Who's
2: pumpkin pie? <laughs> pie? Who's
1: pumpkin pie? That's a, je- <laughs> a Jeopardy answer. Who's pumpkin pie?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah. So it's a question. Who, who's the answer? Yeah. Bob and Moyer. <laughs> oh, interesting. Why do you say that? I don't know. <laughs> you just name a guy get to move forward. <laughs> Gosh, well, this is the last one, I think. Pumpkin pie. Do you have a, you have a guy? I'm trying to think of like somebody who's who, who's kind of fits that. Well,
1: I'll say Garrett Bowles. Some people That's like him. Answer? Some people still That's don't like him. That's a good answer. Uh, but he's a you know a sweet guy, nice guy. Yeah. Um, I think overall, it helps complete the offensive line the way the pumpkin pie completes the meal.
0: Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. So Garrett Balls is pumpkin pie. Yeah. So let's recap here. Let's do it. Randy McManus is the turkey. Uh-huh. Okay. Because of the turkey the leg. Turkey leg. Turkey leg. DJ Jones is a stuffing. Is that who you would say the turkey is? Yeah. Of okay. course I would. Is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, DJ Jones is the stuffing. <laughs> Okay. That's the yeah. run game. Uh, Josie Joel is a mashed potatoes. Because he, he mashes. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. um, noticing a cranberry right sauce is Draymond Jones. Because he's edgy or something. Yeah. Well, on his own, like, oh, there's some edge there. You're not sure what to make of it. Together, works really nice. Okay. Um, I guess we forgot a gravy. Who would be you the greatest? <laughs> <Maybe we just, laughs> Kareem, yeah, Kareem, Kareem
1: Jackson, you said was sweet potatoes. Yeah. Kareem Jackson's a sweet
0: potatoes. We remember everybody why. likes, everybody oh, yeah. likes them. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, Garrett Bowles is a pumpkin pie. Yes. I think we nailed it. I think we did. I think that was really good. One of our better segments. You want to talk about ham for three minutes? <laughs> this was, I think relevant. <laughs> and I think people would enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, all right. Uh, time to get to uh shout outs. Oh, no. Should we do the voicemail first? Sure. Okay, let's do the voicemail first. This is Brandon. In and from in, Iowa. And from, I believe, Iowa.
3: Hey, fellas. Brandon from Iowa calling in. I haven't done one of these in a little while here, but, man, what another close loss to an AFC West opponent, another close loss in general. Uh, man, what a just killer. Uh guys, stay positive though. We got some got some games left against some other teams and uh I think we can get some more manageable wins going forward, so looking forward to that. Uh my question to both of you is did you see any improvement and, and if you did where was it along the along with Clint Kubiak calling the plays? I saw a few plays myself that I, I knew was a, a good play call in the game today, but just wondered how your thoughts were with that play calling defense. You know, they had a bad game sometimes. And what a bummer to get blown out of the end there with some busted coverage is. And Devontae Adams, go figure, right? Walking it off. So hope to see a better Broncos team in the future and hopefully start racking up some dubs. Thanks, guys.
0: Brandon, thank you very much. Uh, what do you think about his question there? Yeah, I thought there were
1: a couple signs. I think especially early you saw the ability to move the ball down the field. Um, not necessarily in like these Giant chunk plays, which I think in some ways were almost limiting the Broncos because they were so dependent on the 30 to 40 to 50 yard play to score. You saw more, you know, 15 yarders, 20 yarders consistently being able to stay ahead of the chains, not get to third down on that opening drive. Um, and then late in the game, you make some conversions, or certainly at the end of the first half, make some conversions to get down there inside the 10. Late in the game, you make, Cortland Sutton made some big catches. Um, So I think there are signs that you're getting closer, but again, uh, Phil, as we've said many times now, not about being close, you got to find a way to do it and have to get at least, you know, 10 to to 14 more points a game to, to be consistently competitive.
0: Yeah. I mean, they got to score more touchdowns, but I do think that Clint uh, called a good game. I think that there was good balance between pass and run. And uh, you found some, Consistent drives. Uh, but, yeah, once again, in the third quarter, they just disappeared. Yeah. So uh, got to continue to make those adjustments throughout the game and and improve. But, hey, that was his first time Colin plays all year. So maybe there'll be some things that where he could build on that and uh, continue to improve. So, Hope so. Uh, and the other thing is it frees up Nathaniel Hackett to do some other stuff. He said that he had been missing some meetings here and there when he was working on the play calls during the week. So uh, thank you very much, Brandon. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our regular commenters, voicemailers. uh, Emailers. Emailers. Tweeters. 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 Yeah. Listeners. Really, really uh, all of NZ Nation. Yeah. Uh, Eric, any uh, shout outs you'd like to get to?
1: Well, in addition to NZ Nation, Phil, I think we should obviously shout out our dear friend, Reed. Reed makes the whole thing go. He makes the whole thing happen. We're appreciative of what he does for this show. You yep. wouldn't be able to see us in this lovely studio if it weren't for Reed.
0: That is true. So, Reed was wearing a corduroy jacket the other day. Yeah, and he was pulling it off. Yeah, it was, I, I told him. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's working. Not everybody can
1: just have the confidence to wear a collared shirt. I We, of course, do. That. We do. Yeah.
0: Not everybody. Reed also does. What about Swanson? Watson. Is he? Do you think he could do it every day, though? No, I don't think I don't so think either. So. What no. do you think, Swanson? Swanson you you think can he a, can, do it? Swanson
1: can wear a smock like nobody's business. Yeah, that is true. That
2: is true. Painter's jacket, painter's
0: coat. Yeah, yeah that is true. So, read our friend Liz uh, Gerald's. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I mean, this is this is community time, community season. Yeah, really. S Z N. Yeah. So shout out to Liz. In and out some turkeys and stuff this week.
2: Right. Castor did a little bit of that uh, Tuesday. Oh, really? Yeah, Tuesday night. He worked with a this group called Family Promise. You know, kind of a smaller organization. It's cool when you see guys do that.
0: Yes. Of course, K-Jack did that a couple of weeks ago. With the food. With f- said? I said K-Jack did that. I don't put thes in front of
2: everything. It sounded like you did. I don't know. We'll have to go back and listen. Jeez. Check the tape. Maybe before, your ears are before like, you just edit put it, it in out. To us.
0: <laughs> You're like, God, I gotta find that the and take it out. <laughs> he did that with Food Bank of the Rockies. The food bank. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So Bronco's getting out there uh, trying to help out this Denver community, which is nice. Of course. Yeah. Any other shout outs? I was trying to think. Oh. Yeah, I think that that's that's about it. I think so. It's good. That was good. Yeah, nice. Reed and Liz. That's big. Yeah. That's <laughs> those are some go-to's. Pat tanned. And Pat tanned and K Jack. And the K <laughs> The K Jack fella. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you think. Talking to me or the little is listeners? a little bit grumpy. I'm fine. He was like, let's name our top 15 injuries. And I was like, How about we do three injuries and then we do some Thanksgiving fun? And you're like, Rah! So I don't know. I'm we, glad we did it, though it was a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are <were> laughing. <laughs> yeah. With you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh let us know what you think. You got a comment? Just uh put it right there on the YouTube page. That's right. A seven oh seven neutral, leave a voicemail. You can make it the best gobble gobble noise. We'll put it on. You may you gobble gobble, we'll put it on. Perfect. Uh and also the neutral zone show at gmail.com. All important. Yeah. Or come out and join us at Breckenridge Brewery's Farm Home in Littleton. Uh, We're there on Monday from exactly 5.30 to 6.15. That's going to do it for us, for Reed upstairs making uh, this whole magic happen, for Ben Swanson uh, supervising this whole ordeal, (laughs) and uh, Eric Dalala, I am Phil Milani. You've been listening to The The Neutral Neutral Zone.